The coronavirus has brought an interesting year. Now that we're coming to a close towards the holiday season, towards it's getting colder, clutch onto those planners and join us ladies on Clutch, a podcast by real girlfriends across America as we discuss, fall back, and prepare for what lies ahead.
came down to 40-something degrees, which is highly unusual for September. So tonight, I would like to talk about grabbing those planners or whatever program it is that you use to plan so we can try to prep for what is coming ahead. And what I mean by that is as the temperature is dropping, a lot of people are going to come down with the flu or the common cold. Now, in previous years before the pandemic, we tend to have the advantage of, yes, you can get sick, you drive to your doctors, you drop, uh, you drop by the drugstore, and you can pick up whatever over-the-counter medication you need in addition to your prescriptions if you so were prescribed something. I don't think it's going to be the same thing this year. And the reason why I'm saying that is because not everybody is practicing social distancing anymore because the numbers haven't really rose alarmingly again. So people are mistaking that for safety. So I've actually been outside where people refuse to wear their masks, where people don't stand six feet apart. Now, with the weather affecting people the way it is, I foresee a lot of trips to the doctor. I foresee a lot of people getting sick. And what happens when people get sick? They make a run for that drugstore. So grab that planner. And the first thing that I want you to think about is start stocking up on things that we are taking for granted when it comes to cold medicine and flu medicine that can be purchased over the counter. What I mean is stock up on that Advil, stock up, stock up on that Midal if you happen to use Midal for those ladies who still have that time of the month. Start stocking up on the cough syrup, start stocking up on an extra thermometer or two, and whatever other medication that you need. Because these medications, because they are over the counter, they have a long shelf life. I'm not talking about running to the store and clearing out that entire aisle or column or whatever, the shelf. I'm talking about grabbing one for yourself and one to two backups just in case it's a bad winter. So, Corinne, when you are sick in previous years, do you have a well-stocked medicine cabinet or do you tend to have take advantage of the fact that you could just run out and grab whatever you need when you need it? Um, I'm probably not the best example because I don't take medicine uh, typically. So even uh, I have chronic pain, so I don't even take medicine for that. So I try to uh, scare away from medicines. Uh, I don't like to taste the cough syrup. So I just basically let my uh, illness, like, phase itself through, and I'll just, you know, drink plenty of water, maybe cough drops if needed, tea. But medicine-wise, I don't I don't really do medicine. But what about you, Miss Kelly? You um, stated that you have children, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Yes, Alexis. So, you are not mistaken. <laughs> Thank you. So this, so this year... Versus last year, are you the kind of parent that likes to keep a wealth medicine cabinet or you're the kind of parent that just takes things for granted in the past and just run out and grab things as you need them? 
thank you, Alexis. As uh, you, I have mentioned it at previous pods, I am very versatile, and therefore I do not necessarily keep a well-stocked medicine cabinet. However, I do work with holistic medicines or housewife tales, and there is always uh, availability to putting a simple cure together, which is um, accessed from the chemistry room, which is people say it's the kitchen or your lucera. And um, that's where most of the uh, medicines are uh, put together from. That's where we would create And what about... And what Thank about you, you Miss Flandra? Do you keep a well-stocked medicine cabinet, or do you just run out and grab whatever you need when you happen to need it? You know, that is really a very good question. And, like, I'm so used to, like, when I visit my mother's house, they she has a a little bit of everything all year long, so... I should be used to having that, too, but I have a few things. I was just on the phone with someone that's sick, and I said, what are you taking? She said, Dayquil. I said, take Dayquil and Nyquil and get you the Benadryl, get yourself together. So I I sometimes will have Dayquil and Nyquil and Benadryl, alcohol, just a couple of basic things, but I don't have a whole bunch of stuff. But now that you said what you said, and because COVID did kind of catch us down bad, with the sores running out of water and um, sanitizer and Lysol, and and the fact that you're doing this call, you kind of gave giving me a kick. Like, okay, all right. As soon as the sores get some more Lysol X Y and Z, I'm gonna have to have boxes of stuff just just because. So thank you for that tip. Yeah, because the thing is that I am used to being able to run out of my house while my sister does it. So when either of us are sick, she has the ability to hop in her car and run out at any time of year and just grab things off the shelf. Unfortunately, Corona has changed everything, where it's changing the amount of things that are staying on the shelf, it's changing the schedule of when things are being delivered. So what's the harm in starting to plan now for a winter that is coming? It might not be a bad winter where you might not use the item, but boy, are you going to be thankful if it turns out to be the winter from hell and everybody in your household happens to be sick and you're going to be very grateful that you plan to ahead and start stocking up on the things we tend to take for granted. The next thing is it is now the end of September and I happen to be subscribed to a YouTube YouTube channel where this lady, she is very fortunate enough to have a whole year's of food in her house at all times during the year. She plans it that way. She only does her major grocery shopping once a year around this time of year and everything else that runs out that can't be stocked up to the brim, she will run out. Well, I realize not everybody has the financial means or the time to do that, but now is the time to stock up on that kitchen pantry. Remember what happened when Corona hit? 
everybody made that mad dash run to the grocery store. Toilet paper were flying off the shelves, Lysol, Clorox, all those cleaning ingredients were flying off the shelves. Even meat were flying off the shelves. And the only things that were left, you'll be lucky if you can get a little bit of fresh produce and some beans. Well, I realized not everybody has deep freezers in their house where they can buy meat in bulk and stuff like that. But what's the harm in buying that extra package of meat or doing a little extra meal prepping so you can just find some room in your freezer that you have an emergency food stash should the weather change or should corona rise again and you have those extra items in your pantry. I realize that not everybody has a big pantry, you can find more space in your house than you realize. You don't have to keep those canned goods in your kitchen. You don't have to keep them in your cabinets. I even heard of people putting them under beds by buying those plastic containers that are low enough to slide under their bed, and they fill it with whatever um, non-perishable foods. And the reason why I'm encouraging you to stock up on those gallons of water, stock up on those non-perishable foods, stock up on those cans, stock up on that rice, stock up on toilet paper if you happen to come across and get an extra pack. I'm not saying clean out the entire shelf, okay? Let's not do that. Let's leave some for other people, right? Stock up on the toilet paper. Stock up on a bottle of hand sanitizer if you happen to come across from it. The reason why I'm saying all of this is coronavirus is passed through droplets. So when you cough, you tend to cover your hand, your face with your hands. If you happen to cough and those droplets fall out, they fall onto surfaces. I happen to don't know how long those droplets can stay on the surface and still be contagious. If you have little ones, it's imperative that you sanitize your house because in the wintertime, children tend to get sick and their germs spread. So for those of us who are unfortunate enough not to be able to get their hands on the hand sanitizer, the Lysol, go to YouTube and type in homemade sanitizer or homemade hand sanitizer or even homemade cleaning products. I guarantee you that the products that are going into those homemade cleaning products are going to be available only because everybody is used to grabbing whatever is available, that they're not thinking that they can make it for themselves. So, Corinne, now that I'm mentioning all of these interesting areas in your house that you could start stockpiling away for what lies ahead, where in your house are you going to start your little stockpile? Uh, Well, I am in the midst of traveling, um, so I won't be having an actual place until uh, probably November. Um, so when I do move to my actual, uh, my own place, uh, I guess toiletry is always good to have extra, like tissue, toilet tissue, I mean toilet paper, um, you know, facial tissue. That's a good place to start for me. What about you, Miss Kelly? Are you starting to look at things in your house a little differently where you can you might be able to stash those extra couple of items you're gonna be stockpiling for the winter? Uh yes, Alexis. I I happen to always carry a medicine cabinet 
Even when I am out on the road, it is important to have a sedative that works well with you and quick to ease the discomfort, whatever it may be. So, yes, I uh, a little bit of sugar and lemon and honey, uh, baby lotion, rubbing alcohol, real basics. Like you said, you can pretty much put them together yourself if you give it a little bit of an extra thinking and realize that we do need to consume uh, these antibodies in order to fight infection. So, yes, I happen to carry a first aid kit, usually for the most part. Excellent. What about you, Ms. Mandra? Are you thinking of the extra areas in your home that you'll be able to stash away a couple of goodies? Well, I'm actually in the process of relocating, but I am definitely thinking of where I was stocked. <laughs> I have no idea. And it probably won't happen until December. But um, I have no idea, Alexis. Maybe... You know what, I'm not sure. Maybe I need a bigger place, so I might have to go back into my lab and think. Because um, there's so much uncertainty right now, and this is definitely something serious. And um, I've I got to identify, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to post on the website or something of different things we need to make sure we get. And I'll get my checkoff list together and then see how much space I actually need. And then I'll figure it out and make sure I can accommodate the area when I move by December. Thank you. Well, see, these are the items that are most common that we all use. But not everybody has that McMansion that they could just say, okay, this room is not being used, so this is the designated room. You, of course, are going to buy in the quantity that you need for you, yourself, and your family. So I might need to get four packs of hand sanitizer while you might be able to make away with two. Right, and for all these things, you can always just. I always find that on top of the fridge is usually an area where people don't use, so I tend to put it up there. There's always those weird cabinets that are very high up that nobody ever uses because nobody can get up there. So I will definitely be climbing on top of my countertops to be shoving a whole bunch of things up there. There's like the top of like a cabinet that I'm looking at right now that I definitely can store a couple of things in. And I have an unused closet in my bedroom that I'm sure that I can shove a whole bunch of things in. So with that, we're going to take a quick break and be back to discuss more after this quick break. Girlfriends Across America is on Patreon. Please follow us at patreon.com forward slash Real Girlfriends Across America. We strive to bring good content and we appreciate every show of support. Your donation could make a world of difference. Thank you for listening and all that you do. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story.
Machine Gun Kelly is going virtual. To mark the release of his fifth album, Tickets to My Downfall, the rapper whose real name is Richard Baker is planning to live stream a pair of concerts next month. The shows are set for October the 1st and October the 8th, and they will be broadcast from the Roxy Theater in West Hollywood, California. The October 1st concert will feature Kelly performing Tickets to My Downfall in full, and on October the 8th, performance will be of Hotel Diablo, which was released back in 2019. Tickets for both shows go on sale on Friday at midnight. Prices have not yet been revealed, and that's it for today's trending news break. Okay, now that we are back, we got the important topics out of the way, which are the upcoming winter, stocking up on all those medications in case corona rises again, and start stockpiling on the everyday essentials that we took for granted. So that way, if anything happens, we won't be stranded again like we were when corona first hit. It's interesting that toilet paper was actually brought up. Did you know that when Corona first hit, people were calling 911 to complain that they were out of toilet paper and they couldn't find any? What do you ladies think about that, that people actually were calling the 911 number to say they were out of toilet paper and they couldn't find any? Crazy. Crazy because... I heard on the radio that the the nine one one calls had increased, and they said most was women because you call a nine one one. What what the freaking nine one one do for one for two? You got to get creative. I mean, come on now, real talk. If you're at your house, it's a it's a pandemic going on. Something that's never happened before. You don't have any more toilet paper. Find some napkins. Find something else. If you can't get any of that, you better find some old something. I mean, you got to get creative around here. What is the police going to do? Go and arrest somebody and take their tissue and bring to you? <laughs> well, it's interesting that you said find some napkins or find something old. But what you forgot is if you're at home, you have access to a shower. I was so, going to say the same thing. If you're at home, you can just jump into the shower. You could just jump into the shower. I mean, it's just real talk. You do it every day. Anyway. I didn't want to say. Yourself- I didn't want to say that stuff, but yeah. <laughs> I actually heard that on YouTube, where this lady literally was trying to be real talk, where she said, "Come on, people, you're quarantined in your own house, okay? I'm just gonna be real here. If you ran out of toilet paper, just hop in the shower, okay?" No, shame on us women that could not be creative at a heartbeat. My goodness, like even a hand towel would suffice. <laughs> the hand towels, oh my goodness. Right. You do not need the uh, bathroom tissue. You know, there should not be a panic because we are running out of bathroom tissue. That's a shame on us, you know. Well, if you really honestly think about it, people tend to do take toilet paper for granted. So you remember the mad dash when Corona first hit? People were actually beating people up to grab toilet paper. I actually Mm -hmm. didn't think of this, but I saw this YouTube video where someone went to the dollar store 
and cleaned out the dollar store's entire stash of, right? And people were heading to the dollar store, and somebody was really upset. I won't say the dialogue that was exchanged between us is inappropriate, but, yeah, people are getting desperate over toilet paper. Now that toilet paper is returning, please, for the love of God, do not clean out an entire store. I realize that you yourself want toilet paper, but think of others, because how would you like it if you happen to be the one going to the store and looking for toilet paper and someone else already cleaned it out? Do you really need to grab five packs of 30 rolls? Come on now. Let's think of other people. And now that we've discussed the uh, medicine cabinet, the food, the water, the toiletries, let's think about the holidays that are coming up. Halloween is right around the corner, and this year is definitely going to be a little different. In previous years, children dressed up and went trick-or-treating. I don't really think that is a safe thing to do this year. And I'm so sorry to be saying that to all young ones out there. The coronavirus is still going on. You don't know if your neighbor has it. You don't know if somebody has it. And the last thing you definitely want is for somebody to be a carrier, not realize they're a carrier, cough on a bowl of a cough on a box of candy, then hand it to you, and then you're going to be touching your face. That's just going to be, that spells disaster right there. So I read an interesting article where they said that usually we take for granted that we can send our children outside with a bucket and they can come back with candy. Unfortunately, we're not doing that this year. Even if you were to wear a mask and stuff like that, not everybody is going to be comfortable having a whole bunch of strangers coming up to their door. And I don't think it's even safe to leave a bowl of candy outside and just let people pick from that. So there are a lot of places that are offering an alternative Halloween. And what they mean by an alternative Halloween is you have to purchase a ticket. It's going to be in a building that has been sanitized, such as a church, such as like, you know, an office building or wherever. And what they mean is to buy a ticket, you have to purchase a ticket. And at the door, they take your temperature. And if your temperature is too high and such like that, they're not going to allow you in there. And when if you make it past the door, of course, there are going to be Halloween activities or fall-like activities. But, of course, there will be no bobbing of the apples or anything like that or anything where, you know, it's possible that the coronavirus can live on or be passed around. It will give your children a, a way to interact with other people six feet apart. Clearly, it's clearly if this happens to be activity in an area, there's concerns that what if everybody shows up and then you're going to have a massive crowd? No, they're going to do it for an entire week, like an entire week before Halloween, and Halloween will be the last night. So that way everybody has a chance to bring their children out, to give their children a sense of Halloween, to do it safely, and this falls under the plan ahead. 
adults are taking into their own hands to plan ahead these types of events that allow people to interact with other people in a safe manner. Ms. Mondrop, what do you think about this idea? Two things. That's a really good idea. And we have to be smart and we have to be proactive, so that definitely makes sense. Kelly, if this was available in your area, would you feel safe enough to purchase a ticket and bring your girls out? Well, uh, as long as they, some of the kids enjoy the Halloween where others do not. So um, I have like a 50-50 balance in the family. Um, And, yes, of course, I believe that would be a great idea. It's a safe place. It's a clean place. It's sanitized. And... uh, it's also monitoring what's being dispensed to the children. So, yeah, I, I feel that that's well-rounded and secure enough. I, of course I would, yeah. And, Corinne, yeah. what do you think about this idea? No, I think it's, it's much safer than going trick-or-treating. I personally never went trick-or-treating just because of the neighborhood that I, I grew up in. Um, they were doing things like throwing razors inside of the um, um container oh. candy and put in acid in the um in the candy that looked like candy and children were like overdosing on uh, illegal drugs. Um so I've personally never mm-hmm. been trick or treating. Um if that was an option maybe when I was younger maybe I would have done that. Um so yeah I definitely think that's a much safer option. I happen to think that's an excellent idea. Because children don't understand the need why they're being quarantined. And children tend to go stir crazy. Imagine if you as an adult are going stir crazy inside your own house. Imagine what your children are going through. So I think it's a fantastic idea, and I encourage areas who haven't thought of this idea to see if it's possible to implement a similar idea in your area. As long as the place is sanitized, as long as you control the number of people that are allowed inside, as long as the tickets are timed, as long as you have it for several nights in a row, everybody will get a chance to get out of their house in a safe environment. The building itself is definitely big enough to be six feet apart, and then that way your children can run around, still interact with other people. Of course, the entire time everybody will be wearing masks and gloves and such like that, but yeah, Although I will probably most likely not be getting any of the candy that are, like, individually wrapped, if that makes sense. Like, when you go to, um, you buy a bag and it's usually, like, a bunch of lollipops, I would much prefer um, looking for options that are not exactly individually wrapped but are more, how do I put this? Like, I'm thinking, like, you know like how you go get a caramel apple at the store? They don't just wrap it in saran wrap. They have it in a little package. I would rather much do that to allow my children to go picking for candy and stuff like that versus just sticking their hand in a bowl because, for me, with the coronavirus around, yeah, that's just a little bit iffy. I really wouldn't want anybody else getting sick, let alone my own children. So with that, with maybe some adjustments, that's still a very good idea. So now that Halloween has been taken care of, here comes Thanksgiving and Christmas. And probably 
apologize for sitting there thinking, Alexis, you're nuts. Only the end of September. You're already kicking our butts to go out there to stock up on the meds, to stock up on the toiletries, to stock up on non-perishable goods. You just discussed an interesting idea for Halloween. And now you want to talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas? In most states, you are now allowed to have only a certain number of people in your home for parties, right? Here in the state of Virginia, I think it's 10 people max in your own house at a time. And I know out there around the holidays, people tend to invite friends and tend to invite family, right? So what I want to talk about is maybe instead of inviting everybody to your home, it's unsafe for you and it's unsafe for everybody else, why not host a virtual holiday party? And what I mean by a virtual holiday party is there are plenty of programs out there such as Zoom, such as Skype, such as other things that I'm sure are out there where you can set up a link between you, your friends, and stuff like that and have a virtual holiday party where, you know, you can still interact with the camera, you can turn your computer around, people can watch you cook and stuff like that. It's not the same as being able to smell the food. It's not the same as being in the same room, but you can still sort of make adjustments to still have that closeness time with their family because the coronavirus is here to stay for the foreseeable future and now that you can't really travel most states have quarantine that if you enter their state you have to be quarantined if you leave the state you have to be quarantined it makes it tricky to travel and i definitely don't think that because the coronavirus is here that means you don't get to see your family i think that it's a perfect time to set up a virtual party. And with a virtual party, you can include your friends. You can include the people who can't travel home to their own loved ones. Or you can even include your lonely neighbor who usually has nowhere to go because it's a virtual party. They don't have to leave their house. They don't have to be exposed to the virus. They don't even have to be exposed to, like, the cold weather. And everybody with some careful planning ahead of time you can just share recipes. You can share, you can share um, recipes, and you can share all sorts of wonderful ideas. So, Miss Bendroff, what do you think? Do you think this holiday season, if you are unable to make it home safely due to coronavirus, would you be open to suggesting a virtual holiday party? I actually think that's an absolutely excellent idea for those that's interested in having holiday parties for Thanksgiving and for the holiday. We're living in a day and time where we have to be creative, just like we were just talking about with the tissue and the suggestion said jump in the shower. So, yeah, um, absolutely. I think that's pretty incredible. And that's also, Alexis, another way to attend several parties. You know how sometimes – especially during the holidays, like I'll go visit family and you have five different houses you really need to get to and you really can't get everywhere. Doing it virtually will give you an opportunity to be able to do that. So, yeah, that's really an excellent, excellent idea. What about you, Miss Kelly? I definitely agree with that. 
And what about you, Corinne? I agree. I think that's a great idea. Maybe we should have a clutch virtual holiday party. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like was, the one that said, yes. oh, go ahead. I was just thinking that. Now that because we are all scattered and traveling isn't exactly 100% safe, we definitely should have a clutch holiday party. That way we could just like zoom in, get to see each other, and still be able to talk to each other. Well, face-to-face with some turkey and stuff like that will be a little unusual, but it will still be better than nothing, right? Right. But let me ask you, when we do the one for Christmas, I will still have my Christmas gifts from you to you and you all ladies before the virtual party, correct? Correct. Yeah, you, yeah that would be cool. Yeah, I just want to make sure, because if I didn't, I would be very naughty on that virtual party. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, for me, when I think of a virtual party, I think it's a lot safer. You can invite whoever it is that you want. And the best part is, I hate to put it this way, sometimes when you go to a party, you really have to get dressed up, and I'm not really the type to dress up. So because it's a virtual party, you could do a cheat sheet. <laughs> it's like, you know, just look nice from the waist up. And because, like, you know, the camera is not pointing down below, you can still wear your slippers and your comfy PJ bottoms. But for those who like to wear dresses and stuff, go out. I think a virtual party is a great way for you to reconnect with your family because around the holidays, it's true. The holidays is when people tend to go home the most, is when you get to see uncle whomever and uncle you don't even remember their name because you only see them once a year or maybe once every few years. And it's a great way to include everybody in the family because every holiday season, there's always a couple of people who won't be able to make it home, and that's just sad. But with a virtual party, everybody, all everybody has to do is just plug it into their computer, and you'll be able to see everybody in your entire family, everyone that you're friends with, your coworkers, your neighbors, and stuff like that. It's a great way to bond. And you can always just look up virtual games that you can play. That way, during the party, you know, you can have private time with whoever you need to have private time with. You could always have trivia and stuff like that and plan on prizes and such like that. So any final thoughts, ladies, before we call it an evening? My final thought, Alexis, would be really, you know, a lot of times I remember when I was in – fifth, sixth, seventh grade, we used to have like the plan in case there was a tornado. And we would always talk about, you know, the different routes we would go from our classroom to make sure X, Y, Z in case something happened. And I'm very grateful that nothing ever happened, but proper planning prevents poor performance. So really this call tonight enables me to be proactive to properly plan. And actually I just jumped up and turned on my computer So I'm going to look at just a list of different things that I need to make sure that I have at all times and uh, work on being proactive. So that's my final thought. Really being proactive is the key because we, we never know what's going to happen. And, and the information that you gave us tonight, the information that you shared gets me in gear to really be proactive, see what all I need to make sure that I always have. And not just myself contact my mom said, Hey, I'm going to send you a list. Make sure we get all these things and my aunties and other family members as well. So if this ever happens again, 
we in the world, because we can tell as many people as we can, let's all get to be proactive. Let's not go to the store and buy all the bleach and all the Lysol and all of this. Let's get it in moderation each and every week a little bit to build and stock up. So, now nah, I appreciate this information. Thank you so much. Ms. Kelly, any final thoughts? I definitely also um, agree with what's been already said. Um, it pretty much is everything that I would have had to support as well. I am very grateful for the information that you brought aboard, um, very insightful, uh, caring, and as well as intuitive because when people are shopping, they seem to just selfishly focus on themselves. And um, we need to be considerate that we are not the only ones in need of medicines um, also, that the corona uh, virus is apparently mutating. So there will be some areas where it's mutating, and we need to be considerate as well as be a little bit more. Karen? Um, yeah, I, I agree with um, Kelly. And Tawanda or Ms. Andros. Um, I think that if you plan ahead this way, we won't be fighting in the middle of aisle three over toilet paper um, and just be considerate of other people um, because every, we're all in it together. Um, so, like Tawanda had mentioned before, we want to like go ahead and you know buy a little bit every week um, just so that we're prepared for whatever it is that we need. And my final thoughts are please, please, please do not make that mad rush to your local Costco, to your local grocery store, Dollar Tree, wherever it is that you grab these items and clean them out. Please, please, please take into consideration the other people in your community. Just buy enough for what you need right now and a little bit of extra. You still have plenty of time. Winter is not here just yet, and you could slowly build up that stockpile. So when winter does hit, and in case it does become the winter from hell, you are well prepared. What's that? Good night. Join us next time on Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America for a brand new topic. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned.